0: Welcome to episode 4 of Nothing New Under the Sun. Our world has changed even more. For me, however, a 43-year-old black man who grew up in Los Angeles during the L.A. uprising in 1992 and also living in Oakland in the aftermath of the Zimmerman acquittal for murdering Trayvon Martin in 2013, the world looks the same. I've had a hard time at this point in my life. On what to do. I've read all the posts on social media, started watching news again for a brief moment after the murders of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and George Floyd. I continuously see our young doing a phenomenal job in really carving out a movement for themselves. And of course, I continuously see police officers doing what they have been doing since their foundational roles as overseers on slave plantations. Nevertheless, I also see police officers being respectful, taking a knee with the activists, and marching for change. This I will need to see a lot more before I'm convinced and trust police officers due to a lifelong fear and distrust that has grown within me of police officers due to many personal experiences throughout my own life. Taking these past couple of days to be able to process, I've been witnessing people being shocked for what happened to George Floyd. Like it was a different situation from Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, Amadou Diallo, and countless others who were murdered for doing what you and I do on a daily basis, like sleeping, playing in a park, going for a jog, eating ice cream in our living rooms, and living in my house and having a police officer breaking into my place and killing me in self-defense. The only difference is that when the police encountered them, they were a threat. They were a threat from the day we were born. I say we because I'm a part of that fear America has of black people, especially black men. I continue to live through it every day at work, at the store, everywhere. I feel the looks and it's draining. I've been lucky, however, because I'm still alive. But my heart has been broken many times and it just stays broken. So I've decided to present to you this podcast because there really is nothing new under the sun. Racism in America go together like peanut butter and jelly, and this system that was established by your forefathers made sure to not only keep the racism, but to also make it stronger, 233 years after the signing of the Constitution. Nevertheless, in this podcast, I'll reveal how I feel we can finally rise like the phoenix and find a way to start the important process to be reborn and really see some changes. Today's podcast is entitled Strength, Courage, and Wisdom, the ingredients to being all right. Let's get this started. Welcome again to episode four. And as if we forgot, we're still dealing with a pandemic. Our so-called leaders, and I mean our leaders just by their title, still don't know what they're doing. And even if they did, they wouldn't do their jobs efficiently because of their level of ignorance and lack of empathy. They're telling us it's safe to come outside without any evidence and ignoring the advice of actual medical experts. And don't forget the privileged patriots of this country who feel their rights are being taken because they're told to wear a mask and practice social distancing, not only for the well-being of others, but also for themselves. And our real leaders like Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, Governor Andrew Cuomo, our medical workers, our teachers, and our everyday heroes out there, making sure we're still going, have to fight not only the threat of the virus and racism, but also these racist, idiotic leaders taking this country to the point of no return. Nevertheless, as mentioned earlier, police brutality and the lack of equity keep showing its ugly face, as some people see it because they don't understand how racism and discrimination has never left. It's always been here and lives deep within the roots of this country's racist institutional practices. I can already feel some audience members about to hit the stop button and labeling me unpatriotic. But if we really want to put a dent into the level of inequality and blatant discrimination in this country, we need to have an honest dialogue about what started it and how it has been maintained and grown till this day. The title for my podcast are inspired by songs that deal with the specific topic of what I'm talking about. Today's title, Strength, Courage and Wisdom, the ingredients to being all right is a combination of two of my favorite songs from two of my favorite inspiring artists, Kendrick Lamar and Indy Ari. Today, we'll be talking about how we, as a people, really need to take a step back, reflect, and find our strength, courage, and wisdom in order to be all right. Because as Kendrick says, in our fight the power anthem of our era, I still believe that we gonna be all right such a beautiful brilliant song that is a part of a collective piece of art called to pimp a butterfly that should have won the grammy for album of the year in 2015 but that's another episode this song has been on repeat everywhere i go it takes me places as music should when kendrick starts off the song by screaming out all's my life i has to fight as the jazz infused track produced by the great pharrell from neptune continues Kendrick ends the introduction by saying, I messed up, homie, you messed up. But if God got us, then we gon' be all right. If this isn't already taking your breath away, Pharrell comes in and repeatedly reminds us that we gon' be all right. We gon' be all right. We gon' be all right. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be all right. This record is one for the ages, as it has been featured on AMC series entitled Hip Hop, The Songs That Shook America. Along with other classic hip-hop tracks like Outkast's Elevators and Queen Latifah's Ladies First, Kendrick Lamar's Alright is specifically featured in this series as an account on how it became the unsaid anthem of hope, our modern version of Fight the Power. Throughout America, as our young ones are fighting their God-given right to live, you can hear the youth screaming, We gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Why wouldn't this record be this powerful? It's a real song because it reminds me of all the times I said to myself, we gon' be all right. What my mom would say to me, we gon' be all right. What my friends and I would say to each other, we gon' be all right. And now I'm saying this to you, we gon' be all right. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be all right. On the flip side, Kendrick isn't a naive kid because on the track, he demonstrates the struggles that we will be all right from. He addresses the contradictory feelings we all have of wanting to be all right and trusting those institutions to have our best interest, but then become so frustrated with the same institution that we have to take matters into our own hands by any means necessary. <clears throat> you can find this evidence when Kendrick finishes his verse first and goes into the bridge by saying, wouldn't you know, we've been hurt, been down before. When our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? And we hate popo." When they kill dead in the street, for show, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. Furthermore, let's transition to NDRE's classic song entitled Strength, Courage, and Wisdom. This song gives me chills, similar to Kendrick's, but it's more of a personal song for me, because it directly deals with self-doubt, self-awareness, self-growth, and redemption. These are the blueprints that we must put together in front of us in order to be all right. We could say we're all right all day and night. However, without the strength, without the courage, without the wisdom, without putting in the work as individuals and as a collective people, we won't be all right. We still to continue to put black people's names alongside a hashtag. Let me break down the strength, courage, and wisdom. Strength is defined as the quality of state of being strong many of us see strength as physical attributes however in my life the people that have had the most strength were not physically imposing my mother is the strongest person that i know and she was not physically strong although i remember very clearly the time she would build up enough strength to throw me across the living room when i was out of hand then would proceed to picking me up saying we gonna be all right she was so mentally and spiritually strong her mentality to stay focused for so many years regardless of the challenges she had was out of this world for me she stayed focused on raising my sisters and i she didn't let nothing stop her there were daily challenges that i would not have had the strength to get through let me tell you this woman brought my sisters and i to america in 1985 and raised us single-handedly of course i was oblivious at the time how difficult this task was But now i personally don't know if i could do it based on what she was given she literally made a dollar out of 15 cents my sister and i are doing very well and we will not be where we are if it wasn't for my mother even through her decade battle of dementia she embodies a quiet strength that i will never be able to match i say this Because I wanted to highlight the one example of strength I've personally witnessed in my life, and it came from a strong black immigrant woman. We need to first recognize the power our mothers and grandmothers had and continue to have to bring us to where we are. The breaking up of black families was an intentional act during American slavery. And if it wasn't for the black woman, I honestly don't know where we would be as a people. Immigrants from other countries in Africa have been coming to America for the longest, and it was the strong black woman that held it down. We have a commonality here. We have to respect and protect our queens. And when I mean we, I'm talking to all the black men in this world. Although we are the ones suffering mostly from police brutality, this is our fight. We must raise our young black sons to be the backbone of the family again. And when I mean family, I mean community. We need to see our fathers showing up. We need to educate our sons on being more emotionally intelligent. Our sons have to learn that they can make better decisions when they are more in tune with their emotions. Forget about being hard. Being hard is protecting your community. There are so many strong black men in communities across this country and world, but we need to highlight them more and let them lead. And we as black men have to take that first step to lead as hard and difficult it is strength is a mentality and it's also having a spiritual foundation strength is not being afraid to educate yourself and simply taking what the textbook tells you for being facts strength is realizing you are the most important person in this world and you must build yourself up in all aspects academically mentally physically and spiritually you must be strong in order for you to be strong for your family a better you means a better husband and father when it comes for you to have your family my beautiful fiance taught me that lesson that I must build myself up in order for me to be the best husband for her and best father for our future kids this is strength and it will be hella uncomfortable and you will question yourself many times over but it's okay from strength of building yourself up comes the courage to actually looking yourself in the mirror and seeing what you need in order to grow Taking that first step of realization as a human being, self-awareness is crucial, and only you can take yourself to that point of being aware that you must evolve. This is courage in its true definition, when you have the ability to do something that frightens you. We all have that ability. It's just about actually doing it. NDR talks about this self-realization and courage when she starts off strength, courage, and wisdom by saying, Inside my head, there lives a dream that I want to see in the sun. Behind my eyes, there lives a me that I've been hiding for much too long. This is so powerful when you realize that you don't even know who you are, the potential you have to live in the dream you have for yourself. I'll be honest, I'm happy with where I am in life in all aspects. But this me was achieved by 50% of giving my best because I didn't have the courage to really know myself and my abilities. Sounds crazy because I wasn't aware of who I was, the strength that I have, the courage that I have. When you learn more about yourself, you build the strength of learning about others and really connecting with the world. In regards to making a true connection with others, In 1976, Edward T. Hill developed an analogy of cultural understanding as if it was an iceberg. Some know it as a cultural iceberg model. model. Hill explains that the tip of an iceberg makes up around 10% of what we know and understand about someone else's culture. This could be going to a restaurant of a cultural group and eating the food, wearing cultural clothing, or watching a cultural TV show. Many of the things we learn is objective, what we see on the external surface we can never truly understand someone's beliefs and values from this 10% of someone's culture. This is the level of culture awareness that most of us are in this world. On the contrary, what Hill further explains is that below the water is where around 90% of culture exists, the deep internal beliefs, values, and thought processes. According to Hill, in order to make a genuine connection with someone outside of your cultural identity, he encourages people to have the courage to take time and spend time with them. This is the courage that I feel we need to really understand someone's view by spending time with them and developing a genuine relationship, not an experience where you determine how someone else feels and sees the world based off of your evening at your local Ethiopian restaurant. It could be a good start though. Everything that I have been talking about so far about strength and courage cannot happen without wisdom. Wisdom is the backbone to our civilization. From understanding and experiencing, we gain wisdom. This starts by actively being engaged with those that came before us, not necessarily to model the successes they experienced from their struggles, but to understand their thought process and adding it to yours. This is called respect. Just as important, we cannot provide a platform to ignorant individuals and or groups. When we allow wisdom to be shut out, we have nothing to stand on. We must respect and listen to those that actually read and are actively engaged with a particular field in our society. We must actually start by understanding the true history of this country. Many times I hear statements from that dumbass in the White House and people like him speak out of so much ignorance and hate that they don't care if they're actually dumb and don't know, where they're, don't know what they're saying. We must educate ourselves so we can understand cause and effect. People ask, why is racism still around? I'll tell them to go back and study Jamestown, Virginia from 1619 to now, and they barely know what I'm talking about. I bet some of our so-called leaders don't even know how many branches of government we have. We are misleading our kids in education by taking away civic learning and social studies. We sacrificed our own history for an educational plan that actually left children behind. We must read. We must study. We must have intelligent conversations and learn from each other. It's not about who is the loudest in the room, because that person is the weakest nine times out of 10. Learn and develop your self-awareness of what is happening in our society. It's in the books, it's on the computers. Too many times we debate with people that don't even deserve a platform, and now we're living in a dangerous time when the Grand Wizard himself of white supremacy is in the office, leading us to a wasteland. We need to really reflect on our times and understand what we need to do. It's okay to take a step back, We're struggling now because we lack leadership. The civil rights movement worked because they had leadership. Nevertheless, we can't follow what they did because it worked for their times. They had leadership though. When many black kids couldn't go to segregated schools, Langston Hughes took advantage of that one case of Linda Brown in Kansas and took all the cases into one and defeated segregation for the whole nation. Today, we have lost so many of our people, but we deal with each case differently lose steam and then pick it back up when someone else dies I see our young people out there doing their best organizing but we need mentors to guide them to how we can collectively attack police brutality if not we'll lose steam again and we can't afford to do that I'm so proud of everyone out there and I'm doing my piece by sharing my thoughts take some time to reflect with your family friends and community and understand we don't need to beg for our right to live we deserve it we won't get peace until we get a peace. But before taking action, think about your strength you have. Think about the courage you have and the wisdom within you and all around. With this, we're going to be all right. going to be all right. going to be all right. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We're going to be all right. Peace.